What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua Stein from the J. Stein Law Firm, a personal injury law firm in Atlanta, Georgia. And welcome to the next episode of Sports and Torts, where each week we sit down with our peers, colleagues, and friends and discuss sports, law, and business. Today's date is June 7th, 2022, and we are recording our final episode of what we're calling Season 1. This is episode number 27. We have had a fantastic time so far and really appreciate everyone's support, and thank you all for listening. I truly hope we've kept up our promise to educate, inform, and entertain everybody. We've been going for about six months straight, so we're going to take a break for the summer and then gear back up for the fall. We started the legal aspect of this first season of the podcast with my friends Andy Goldner and Brian Karen. So I thought it would be very appropriate to finish up the legal side of this podcast for the first season with paralegals from each of their firms. We also have the paralegal from my firm with us today. So I'm calling this the paralegal roundtable or a paralegal CLE. We've got some real rock stars with us. Let's be honest, us lawyers are the ones who try to take all the credit for case results and we post crap all over social media with our verdicts and success stories. But if you ask any lawyer worth their salt where the critical part of the team and the firm lies, it's going to be with the paralegal position. That's going to be the first person that's mentioned. Paralegals are the engines that make our firms go, and we have four great ones with us today. Joining us is Melissa Lee Can from my firm, Aaron Harris from Andy's firm, Melissa Hands, and Shannon Red from Brian's firm. So everybody, welcome. So glad to have y'all. What's up? Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> What's up? I like it. <laughs> I like it. We're having a good time today. So it's around 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. Uh, you know, y'all are all nice enough to gather here today in my office. It's better than working this afternoon, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is Brian going to make the two of y'all make this time up? Is he going to you know, dock two hours, make you come in on, late on a Friday? Yeah, absolutely. He's a slave driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll get into that, I'm sure. But uh, again, so glad that, that, that y'all are here today. Um, I want to start kind of basic with just kind of telling who each one of you guys are um, so people can start kind of recognizing your voice with the firm you're with. Um, so Shannon, let's start with you to my right. Um, tell us your name, uh, you know, where you work, you know, maybe what made you become a paralegal, what like about your job, that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. Uh, Shannon Red, and I am with Steading Care and Law Group, also known as Steel Horse Law. Um, I kind of fell into the paralegal position. I worked with a, a state court clerk's office initially, and then was a legal secretary at a solicitor's office, um, and then moved on to the criminal side of our firm. Uh, a while ago, and I really enjoy where I work and what I do, and I've been with um, them for about, I guess, 15 years. And are you doing criminal work and civil work yeah. still? Or now just, you're just, just doing civil. civil. Okay, but you have, you have criminal background. Yes. And working yes. the court system. So yes. that's, all, that's all great foundation to yeah. be able to do yeah. the work that you're yeah, doing. Yeah, a completely different animal. But right. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So a lot of experience in that. Very good. Melissa, how about you? Hi, I'm Melissa Hands. Um, I work Originally uh, started at the the criminal side of our firm with Stein and Ward, and then moved over to Steel Horse when they started Steel Horse in, in 07. Um, I got into this. Uh, George Stein of our firm was my neighbor, um, and one day my mom called him for me and asked if it would be better to go back to school to be a paralegal or a legal secretary. And George said, "Why doesn't she come try it out at my office?" And um, 18 and a half years later, I've never left. <laughs> I, I love stories like that. I mean, a lot of the things that we do on this podcast is kind of talk about ways people ended up where they are. Yeah. And it's something like that that's so neat. It's like reaching out to somebody who, yeah. who I guess your family knew or, or heard of, yeah. and, you know, ask for a chance. And clearly you uh, 
you know, you rose to it and here you are almost 20 years later. Yeah. So both of y'all have been with Steel Horse and it wasn't that name originally, but for more than 15 years. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steel Horse started in about 07, I guess. And we've been, I've been there since the beginning. Yeah. So. I left for a little bit and went back to the county because I was an idiot. So, and then went back. So, but I've been with them, Stein Ward, Steel Horse, um, for a total of about 15 years? Yeah. yeah. So y'all y'all been putting up with Brian Karen for how long now? Uh, a long we time. were there. We've been there longer than Brian. Yes. Yes. We, we were there before, Brian. Mm-hmm, before he was uh, hired on. Yes. Well, one of the things I want to talk about is, uh, you know, like paralegals and legal assistants training lawyers as they come in, right? Um, and so I don't want to get to that too quickly, but uh, maybe Brian can take, maybe y'all should take credit for all of Brian's good work because you're all the <laughs> ones that taught him the way, right? Something like that, sure. Yeah, I think it yeah. depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> We're, hey, y'all with y'all the microphone. Right, right. right. Uh, all right, well, let's continue our way around the table. Um, Melissa, introduce yourself. Okay, I'm Melissa Leekin. I work for you at J. Stein Law. I've probably what, only been working for you for six months. Mm-hmm. I was a stay-at-home mom for 15 years. I went back to school to get a paralegal certificate finished up in 17. So I've only been doing this since early 2018. Picking up really fast. I started in family law for the first two and a half years and then came to this direction. Very good. And then we've got to your right, we have Aaron Harris. I'm Aaron Harris. I work with Andy Goldner. I've been with him. It'll be 10 years, July 19th next month. So if you're listening, yeah, about to say, Andy, <laughs> does, does, he have, does he have that date on his calendar? Do I, because do I get my that God, he decade, better. Like, like surprise. Um, no, I, I love working for the firm. I got my paralegal degree in 2012 from Athens Tech. Um, I will be getting my political science degree and uh, minoring in legal studies in December. So I'll be finished with that. Um, before working with him, I was actually slinging liquor. I was a bartender for 10 years. <laughs> so um, kind of paid the bills and had some kids. And now I'm here. Well, I know we've talked a lot about you know, your prior experience, as you call it, slinging liquor. Yeah. I would say you did more than that. But, <laughs> you know, like dealing with that kind of atmosphere and all that chaos, yeah. uh, that's a great, I mean, because what we do has a lot of that, right? I mean, there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of things going on. So, yeah. I mean, I think the one thing about, the, about a lawyer or a paralegal is there's lots of different ways to get there, right? There's no one set kind of route to come to that job. So do you, do you agree with me that that prior work has helped you? Oh, absolutely. It, multitasking, I mean, you wear so many hats in a law firm as a paralegal. I mean, from case intake to like, even when it comes to attorneys' personal lives, like you kind of (laughs) dab in there a little bit as well. And then you also, you know, you're kind of um, a liaison with clients. And I would say you wear so many hats working as a paralegal law firm. It really did teach me a lot, at least customer service wise. So. And I don't want to glance over the fact that you've also been putting up with Andy for now 10 years. I have. So collectively, <laughs> y'all are all saints. Um, and, and Melissa, when we do this podcast in 2032, season 10, we'll be working together for 10 years as well. So it'll all, it'll all, it'll all be very good. All right, let's, let's talk about kind of the role of a paralegal because a lot of people listening might not know, you know what, what all paralegals do. Um, y'all do a ton, and different firms have it set up in different ways. So let's go the opposite direction. We went, we went last time. Aaron, let's start with you. You know, Andy's firm, it's, it's just you and him. Y'all are a, a very small firm, just like me and Melissa. Dana works with us as well. Compared to, you know, Brian's firm, Steel Horse, which y'all have a lot more employees, a lot more staff, a lot more lawyers, a lot more cases. So um, kind of talk about, Aaron, your, you and Melissa kind of talk about, you know, kind of y'all's role, kind of doing a lot 
you know, yeah. and then maybe, you know, Melissa and Chan, y'all talk about kind of y'all's role when it's a little more compartmentalized. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think being such a tight knit group here, um, we kind of do a little bit of everything. Like I think in larger firms, you kind of are set with one specific job, especially in like the corporate firms. But here it's kind of, it's, I wouldn't, I want to say laid back, but we're, we still work pretty hard. We, you know, handle everything from case intake. Mm-hmm. Um, we vet calls. We, um, <clears throat> you know, re- request medical records. We go through depositions. We schedule flights. Like, we kind of do everything under the sun up until trial preparation with these firms. So, I know Melissa. Yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of thing, a little bit of everything. A lot customer service, too, that yeah. we bring from that. You got to keep the clients happy. Yeah, talking to the clients and mm-hmm. checking in on them. I think, that, I think that's a good word, customer service. That's one thing that, that sometimes we don't think about in our industry versus some of the service or restaurant, that kind of stuff. But you're right. I mean, the clients have got to feel comfortable when they're talking with, with anybody in the firm, right? And, and they can sense if you're not smiling on the phone, or you're not being pleasant because mm-hmm. they want a good experience. So I'm glad to hear both, you know, hear y'all yeah. say that because that's something that we talk about a lot. Now, uh, the right side of the table, we'll call it. Um, <laughs> talk, talk about kind of how y'all's firms is set up where – you just heard Aaron and Melissa say they're kind of doing a little bit of everything, right? They're answering the phone, they're sending out medical records requests, they're summarizing things. What, what, what is y'all's role in the firm? So I think our firm is a little bit um, different than not necessarily yours, but some of the other firms where a paralegal gets a case, it's their case front to end. We don't run our firm that way. We run it very much in a team kind of format. So I have front of the file stuff. Um, I think my, my technical title at the firm is chief of staff. So it's managerial. Do you have one of those nice little... Um, <laughs> placards in your desk that says that? Uh, no, not yet. I will mention it, though. I will. Um, no, so it's. Uh, I have a lot more managerial stuff in, in addition to the paralegal stuff. I have the front end of cases. So I vet the uh, people who call, setting up new cases, finding all the policies, um, begrudgingly property damage because I don't enjoy it, but I'm still doing it. And um, that kind of thing, whereas then a file will move to Shannon, and I'll let Shannon kind of go into what she does. Yeah, and I, I usually follow up with the, the treatment as the clients are treating, medical records requests, um, med pay claims, um, dispo requests, um, depot scheduling, doctor conversations, none of the fabulous stuff, but all the stuff that's pretty integral to, you know, the cases that we handle. Um, and we, we do share office space, so we do a lot of things kind of yeah. together or like bounce stuff off of each other constantly, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys do too, you know, which just is really helpful. Yeah, it is yeah. helpful. Um, just a, a second set of eyes on something or some ideas or something maybe that you're missing. Um, so yeah, we're a, a bit more compartmentalized versus yeah. like the, the case management style of a, you know, intake to litigation. Um, yeah. And then we have other paralegals in our firm who will handle, um, you know, demand writing, and then we have a litigation paralegal, and so that's the way we kind of farm it out, but we it does require us all to work well together. We have to have a team that works well together. We have to communicate. All of us answer the phones. All of us are involved in cases. Um, it's not like, you know, Mr. Smith calls and we go, Shannon, that's your case. You're the only one mm-hmm. talking to him. So it, it does take a lot of teamwork. Yeah, so some firms, as you mentioned, set up where you know, Melissa, Mr. Smith is your client. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. your file. Front-end. Soup to nuts, the whole thing. And Shannon, you're going to do Mr. Jones. Um, y'all's firm obviously does it kind of does it differently, and it works real well for you guys. So there's not one one right way or one one wrong way to do it. Um, I know there's a lot of 
and, and let me just say that all of our firms do personal injury work. That's we, we all do. You know, y'all's fish fo- focus on motorcycles. Still, still do car stuff, um, but we're all doing personal injury stuff. So, for for the for the lawyer listening, that's like trying to set up his or her firm and how to best use paralegals or staff or wh- whoever. Anybody have some advice about one way or the other, a combination of the two? Since we have two kind of different ways of going about it, um, do you just kind of kind of have to fit, see, see who you have, and see what fits best? I personally think so. I, I'm, you know, sometimes we talk about is it would it have better been better to set up our firm where somebody is in charge of a case beginning to end. Um, I I don't think we've been around that to know if it really works. This works well for us, but it does take a, a, a good group of people who work well together. I mean, Shannon and I are not the only ones who have been there 15 and 18 years. Um, you know, people come to our firm and stay at our firm, um, and that I think plays a big part in that uh, team environment. So that's one thing that when Brian and Andy were on here six months ago, we talked a lot about like a firm culture and like what makes a firm be Mm -hmm. successful. Um, And Brian talked a lot about, you know, the the family environment that y'all have, Mm -hmm. you know, and and sounds like he was telling the truth when he says that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's important. I think we get treated like people. We get treated like equals. I think what's been important to me is I feel like I have a voice at the table with them. There's not that dividing line between lawyer and paralegal. Um, And I think that goes for everybody, that that we matter and our opinions matter. And we, you know, every once in a while we have the brain trust meetings, and that includes us. And I think that does a lot for keeping us all around and keeping us happy. And we are. I would consider them all my best friends. I mean, we've all been together a long time. We know each other's families, and that's important in our environment. What time of the day does discussions on lunch plans begin? Uh, early like <laughs> Sundays right right when I get there or 10 15 but it's early so, I mean, so or I, even a text on the way in what's so, for lunch yeah. so I thought you said Sundays oh, when no, you said I, no 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 Sundays I was like dang Brian no, no. like a tight ship well, I but thought you meant no 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 I took it the other way I thought it by Sunday they're already thinking what's oh, lunch right. going to be like yeah. for you know yeah. Monday you. well yeah. we, all, we have our set Friday afternoon lunch plans now that we've been going yeah. for about six months to the same place every Friday all of us together and that's that stuff's so important i mean we, we laugh about it and we send texts about it and kid but truth be told like that's what keeps people going and yes. it keeps them happy and it keeps the firm going well i mean aaron you've been with andy for 10 years like that's pretty uncommon too so yeah. i mean you don't have the environment unless you don't either where it's like group lunches like that but you know there's other things that, that i hope keep the two of you happy you're welcome to join us yeah yes, <laughs> anytime. i need to yeah yeah no i think um I like what um, Melissa pointed out was that when working with an attorney, they work alongside you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what makes a great leader in general is people who work with you and not necessarily against you, but like mm-hmm. they don't flex their superiority on you mm-hmm. to where they want it, they care about what you think, they ask your opinions, and they want, like, we'll sit down with cases and he'll ask me, okay, well, do you think there's anything wrong with this case or what do you think? And you do the same thing as well, mm-hmm. Josh. Like, we'll sit down and we'll be like, okay, tell me what you think. And y'all really value the opinions that we're giving you. And you kind of, we all kind of get to see everyone's different perspectives on everything. We have to. I mean, um, y'all been doing this a long, long, long time, seeing just about everything. And so, you you know, your spider sense comes up, right? Like, you know, when something just doesn't seem oh, yes. right, yeah. this client, something just off with him. Um, and sometimes we miss those things. And so I always find it very important to kind of talk about it and get someone's sense. I mean, Melissa, do you feel the same way? Like, I know that you're newer doing this, but you're, you're already kind of understanding the cases where, eh, this just, something just ain't right here. Right. Yeah, right. Definitely. 
because at the end of the day, it's people business, right? And we're, we're, we're assessing good and bad people on both sides of a case. And the more people that can kind of help with that, yeah, you know, the better. I think it, we like to help y'all though, as well, because we want you, you to be successful. Because if you're successful, so are we, yeah. you know? Yeah, so you want your fir- you want the firm you work for to be the best, of course, and you want them to represent clients to the best of their abilities, so. Yeah, and typically they're happier. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how that works, right? Yeah, yeah. When, when things are going well and cases are going well, everybody's generally in a better mood, so. All right, um, I, I read an article this morning, um, the ABA, American Bar Association, I think that's what that stands for, I should know that, um, put out, a, put out a, a letter that says, these are the five characteristics that a law firm should look for when hiring a paralegal. Do we want to guess what those five are? Everybody take a guess. Organization. Attention to detail, maybe. I agree Okay. Organization is one. Attention to detail is two. Y'all are two for two. Have psychic abilities. <laughs> you looked at this. I took You're notes. so full of crap. You're so full of crap. It's not my fault we both read the same articles. Aaron. You All right. tell me that. Then you're, then you're done. Then you're done. That's awesome. It is psych. Okay. Did all the rest of y'all read this too? Is that how we're getting all this right? All right. So Erin's out because she's a cheater on the test. She's the kid during COVID that was working from home and had the answers on the laptop next to her. Uh, but no props for that. I mean, you got to be prepared. I, I, I ain't mad at you. All right. So we've got, we've got psychic abilities we're going to get to. We've got expertise. We've got attention to detail. Now, one of y'all remember who mentioned another one already today without even knowing you mentioned it. But there's two more that they say are the most important characters of a paralegal. Um, well, I mean, aspect of loyalty to, to the firm and your attorneys. I don't be able to multitask. Yeah. There you go. Multitask, multitask. And then the last one, which is a little unfair, is just the willingness to learn. Right, right. So, so I, think, I think that pretty much in, in, encompasses, is that the right word? Uh, ability to multitask, which all y'all can do. Attention to detail, which is vital. Willingness to learn because the, each case has something different, you know, expertise and organization. You got to be organized. And then, um, as Aaron said, these psychic abilities. So this multitask has come up a bunch. Um, and I feel like, you know, my job, I'm multitasking a lot as well. But what, 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 what do we mean when we say that? Like, what, what kind of stuff is coming at y'all daily that you've got to be able to handle in, in some particular order? I think in, you know, you always have the phones. We always have the phones. Um, so you never know what you're going to pick up or call and get and it's what path is going to take you down. Um, when it comes to my position within the firm, you know, there, there is a lot of multitasking with the managerial side with handling, you know, I mean, everything from the postage machine needs, <laughs> needs more money on it to, Amazon you know, orders. time off for yeah. people and, you know, there's a light out and, and all of that. So it's, you could be working on a file and then a call comes in and it takes you in a totally different direction. Um, and you have to be able to kind of move from one thing to the other seamlessly and get back to it. One thing I learned going, because I was at a bigger firm for a long time before I started my firm, is that those things don't just automatically happen, right? At a big, at a big firm, it's like, oh, the, the mail needs to be done this. And there's some of it, like at our, our firms are small, like it's one of us that's doing it, right? And I remember when I first days, I'm like, 
I'm like, Aaron, um, I've got to do this letter certified. Like, I don't really know how to do that. You know, like, what, what is my next step? And she's like, oh, dear, here we go. Um, but, you know, that kind of stuff. Someone has to do it, right? And loading the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the break room. I mean, we, we joke about that all the time. Yeah. We kind of share that responsibility. But, like, people leave dishes in the sink and stuff, and it's like, I'm at home. You know, I'm, like, coming into work. So, yeah, I mean, you, you switch all around um, day to day. Now, the psychic abilities, I'm going to go to you, Aaron, because you're prepared, you're prepped for this. Um, what, I, what, I, what I think that means is that you almost know what Andy wants to do before he tells you he wants to do it. Af- yes, after this song, I already know. Right, Absolutely. right. But, so. And it's funny you say that because I don't think he knows that yet because, like, I'll we'll get cases in and he'll be like, or we'll get records and he'll be like, do a summarization, like, email me. I'm like, I know. Yeah. Like, I got you. <laughs> and Melissa, I do the same thing with you, right? Like a new case comes in. I'm like, all right, do X, Y, and Z, which I know you know to do um, because, of course, that's how the case starts. But I guess there's a, a certain amount of, I don't know, that we just feel like we have to tell. We have yeah. to say it, right? Yeah. But I think the, the psychic ability is like y'all know how the case is supposed to go, right? Um, and you know what we need to do. And so you just need to do it. And we don't need, need us to tell y'all to do it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what I used to tell at, at my old firm was to tell the paralegals to be curious about the case. Like, be very curious. You know, like, what is it that, that you would be wondering about if you're on a jury or if you're the insurance company analyzing it? Like, what are things, some missing questions, right? I mean, is that approach you all take to cases? Yeah, yeah. Everything. absolutely. Like, absolutely. Look through everything. And I think we, we talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. We, you know, do our research, so to speak, and, and make sure that, you know, things are adding up or whatever. And, um, and talk to the attorneys about it if there's a concern or, you know, uh, this came up and I think mm-hmm. this is weird or, you know. And I think with that curiosity, that's something I said earlier about always feeling like um, you have a voice at the table. We're welcome to sit in on any phone calls mm-hmm. that any attorney in our office has. And it's a great way to learn. Nice. You're learning about where they're seeing a problem with a case and the questions they have about it and what needs to happen. And it is a great learning environment in that in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I joke sometimes that we're like a teaching hospital where <laughs> you kind know, of sit students. in and, and that's where you pick stuff up. How else are you going to learn though, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's how you learn. Yeah. And then you've heard it enough times and you don't know the drill and you know the questions are going to be asked by the client. Um, I mean, I know Melissa, you talk to clients all the time and, and you know, maybe you don't want to sometimes when we know it's a, we don't have many problems. They appreciate clients, it though. I mean, they really do. A, a lot of them, that's all they want is to talk to somebody. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they, they just want to be heard. This is a tough part in their life, the, the experience that they're going through, and they haven't gone through it before, and they want somebody to listen to them. And You know, you have to have that compassion. Yeah, you do. And it's compassion is patience. Let them kind of say their thing. Know kind of when to direct them in the right way and when to kind of let them go. You know, and I think all, all of y'all do, do a good job mm-hmm. of that. I mean, you know, Aaron and, and Melissa, we obviously work on cases together, but I've worked with cases you guys too, right? I mean, our firms, all three of our firms work together. And so, you know, we've all kind of done this together. Um, and so, so you know, we, we know how it works. Now, one thing I want to ask about is marketing efforts for the firm. Um, Melissa, I asked you to do a video a couple couple months back and you weren't very happy with me about it, but you did great. And I, I, I believe that y'all would be better marketers than me or Andy or Brian could be for our firm. Um, and I love getting, you know, that involvement. Dana, I have heard do stuff all the time with my firm. Um, what is y'all's kind of thought or approach or feelings about getting involved in marketing? Do you like it? Do you do much of it? Would you want to do more? Uh, in the beginning of Steel Horse, I did a lot more. Um, going to events at, at um, 
you know, Harley Davidson dealerships. I would drag my kids along to them and, you know, bike nights and things like that. I don't do as much anymore um, with it. I do think it would be the social media presence that you have, I think is great. Um, and we like to see more of that. You know, I think you, the, the posts you put up are very informative. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. um, it's great. People need to know a lot of that, um, especially about UM insurance, please. Yeah. I wish it could just be like on billboards around the city. I know. I get tired of saying it, but I'm like, people, please. We see it every day. Like, yeah. just go check it. So you just see a lot of these firms. Um, are you all on TikTok? Anybody on TikTok? You, where I does, follow my son where, on TikTok. Does, that's why I'm on. We're in a safe space here. You can. Yeah. I don't do the I dances. Am. No, no, no. I, I don't record them, but I will scroll through. <laughs> You've seen the uptick in all these law firms that do these, these yeah. dances, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. What do y'all think about that? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. I think it's entertaining. Well, it's entertaining. Yeah. Definitely. Isn't it, do you want to be in one? No. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I, no. No. Do you think that stuff works to attract clients? Um, maybe younger ones. But, I mean, you got to think about, like, some of the advertising that I think is, like, at least me being in Atlanta, like, the, some of the billboards, yeah. you know? I'm like, mm -hmm. ugh. You know? But, I don't know. The younger generation's different now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, for me, it comes down to kind of what kind of client you want to represent mm -hmm. and what right. client's trying to attract. And so I'm seeing more and more firms, I mean, firms like ours, that have their whole office doing these, like, crazy dances, and they're doing all this stuff, and... Um, I can picture y'all doing something like that. No way. No way. No. I, 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 no. My daughter is always, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So, so I asked my daughter to help me with some TikTok stuff. Uh -huh. She's like, no, dad. Oh, that's funny. Not, not happening. I'm like, okay, so I've not done any, any of that stuff. But uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I think that, that it, there's a place for it. Um, oh, for sure. It's not for my firm. Right. I don't mm -hmm. think it's for y'all's firms, but it, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, we start off by, by talking about like, like like the paralegal or the legal assistant training the lawyer, which um, Christy DiMaggio was my first paralegal. Hope you're listening, Christy. She she listens a lot, um, and and she makes no bones about it. Like when someone at the old firm was hired, she's like, "I'm who's going to be training you, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. you'll learn more from me than you'll learn from whatever, whatever, whatever." And she's right. Mm -hmm. I mean that that's really how people you know came to to to, to learn how to do the job. And Edward Lindsay who's my first like, you know, main partner boss, told me the same thing. He's like, if you don't treat your staff and paralegal and everybody right and learn from them, you're crazy because that's where you're going to get all of your, your good stuff from. Um, so, I mean, I'll start with y'all because y'all been there for so long. I mean, do you kind of view it in that way that, um, you know, you want to make sure that you impart the wisdom that you have on some of the newer attorneys? Um, it, it was a little different for me because I came from the county um, solicitor's office where we had baby attorneys fresh out of law school coming in to do criminal stuff and no one had any idea what was going on so i think that was more of a role i played then um versus where i am now um but i think it's hugely important to i guess y'all's lawyers have all been there for a long time like you don't well, really have and, and, big and, lawyers coming in there i'm bill delia with our firm has yeah. you know has been with us since he was in law school mm -hmm. um you know and young young bill in the office um, and so I think he's learned a lot from, from staff as far as that. And I think the thing with training your lawyer is um, mostly to trust your staff. I mean, if you don't trust your staff to be kind of the face of your firm and the, the, representing your name, um, then that's something you need to change. Um, and I think the hardest thing, and I don't know about you ladies, but um, please make notes and files. 
<laughs> we trust attorneys have have great storage in their brains, but it, it we don't know it, um, and so that kind of thing is something that we always go back to as far as training, ongoing training. See, that's where the psychic stuff. Comes. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. Yes, you know? yeah. You have to guess what yeah. their, the conversation was, yes. and you know. Yeah, I, I fall victim to that too. Is that I think that if I'm thinking it, then Melissa or Dana, whoever, must know it, right? Yeah. And it's like. Well, how would we know that? You didn't write it down anywhere. You didn't email us about it. You didn't tell us about it. So it's like, how do you know to do it? Right? It's not necessarily do it. It's, it's conversation. Or conversation. Yeah, yeah sure. You know, you know. <laughs> you're on the phone with the client. They've like, I've told all of this to, to Brian. And yeah. you're like, oh, <laughs> great. Sorry, I'm wasting your time. You know, so, so yeah. Speaking of Brian and training, now now is your time. You got the microphone. How was it like to train Brian Karen as a lawyer? Y'all were there before him. Mm-hmm. He came in, had a lot of criminal experience. Yeah. He's now a rock star personal injury lawyer um he had to learn that from somewhere yeah um i think you know i mean he's a natural we'll give him that that credit he is for sure you kind of have to learn the currency of the individual you're working with the individual attorney you're working with like we know what works with brian um you know if you could not let him listen to this part but you kind of have to go in you have to talk about different subjects fun kind of things and then be like by the way i need you to call this client um, <laughs> and also and then sort of i'm not leaving until you do yeah and i'm, I'm going to stay here and your, stare your at you until you do until this is done. yeah um and that works very well make them uncomfortable that doesn't then, work well yeah. with everybody but right. that's kind of his currency yeah, that's like when you're trying to get your toddler to yeah. eat broccoli, and yeah. you like put a candy bar in front of them. Yes. And you're like, you eat this first. Now it's fun. It's funny you say that because Andy hates broccoli. I know. So I don't know if that was like an analogy, like the toddler. I know you have four kids yourself, but what is your currency with Andy to get him like focused on the task at hand? Um, he's normally pretty focused on everything. Uh, normally, we're pretty much on the same page. Uh, when it comes to getting tasks done. Um, but like I said, being with him for so long, I've kind of learned um, his me- like mechanics, mm-hmm. like how he works. And mm-hmm. um, I know he likes things done very quickly. Um, so I try to get things done as quickly as I can for him. Sometimes we have to have a little conversation about why medical records take so long because <laughs> he can't for the life of him understand why mm-hmm. it takes so long mm-hmm. why it takes 30 days to get records when it should only take one or two days so i don't understand what takes so long either I know. me and myself all the time if, if, if you could explain that to me i'd really appreciate it i'm like it. a dude i don't know it's their policy like i can't go over there and force them to give me these records it's beyond frustrating yeah yeah now melissa i won't ask you that question because i'm sitting here and you're comfortable <laughs> but um what would be your advice you, you are rather new with, with my firm. So what's your advice to paralegals or staff or any new employee like coming into an existing firm, like how to kind of establish yourself and, and, and learn the way of the way of the land? Well, I'm still learning. So, I mean, it's just ask questions if you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I'm going to find out. And I'll yeah. ask Aaron too, like if you're not around. Yeah, use all resources available, um, whether it's, it's, like I said, there's, there's very rarely something that no one has ever seen before pop up. And so when that does happen, you know, make sure, um, you know, make, make sure. Do you have any other words of advice about, you know, kind of someone's, a paralegal's role in a law firm, you know, how best to go about accomplishing the job? I think we've covered pretty much all of it. Yeah, the important. What about trial experiences? I know that in the last couple of years, trial has been less and less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, uh, two years ago, right before for COVID, me and Andy, and you tried two cases back to back. Since you've been with us, Melissa, we haven't had any trials. I know y'all had one right before COVID. So, um, talk about that. Like, is that the part of the job y'all like? What, which, what do you see as your role going into trial? 
Again, at our firm, it's a little little different because we have that litigation paralegal, Ruth, who's who's great at what she does. Yeah, she really powerful. handles all of that that part of a case. Um, I kind of have a general idea. We all have an idea as the overall aspect of a case, but she's kind of in the nitty-gritty part of litigation if a case goes that down that road. So, so if you had a case that went, went to trial, you wouldn't be the one that's down there in the courthouse? I would not be no. the one. Okay, how about you? Now, Aaron, you would be. I mean, you'd be down there you know, prepping all the exhibits, getting all the stuff going. So talk about kind of. Yeah. Um, so like in the past 10 years, I would say we've only had a handful of cases actually go to trial. Um, I did attend the one with you and with you and Andy, um, the car wreck case. But as far as going to like prepping for trial, I loved it. It's it's it allowed me, especially going in and sitting in the courtroom, I kind of got to see a different side of mm -hmm. both of them. Like it was completely yeah. two different people. Mm -hmm. They're the same people, obviously, but just two different people in the courtroom. Like Andy was a little bit more animated. Like he was like really passionate. Like it was, and same with Josh. Like it was really nice to see kind of everything come together and what we worked so hard for over the years, you know. And yeah, I think it's super important to, to kind of live through it prepping for the trial and living the trial so you can look in the rearview mirror to see like what it takes to get there and so that it helps in future cases like yeah. I learned a lot in my first trial being like oh, okay that's why I did those things that's where I messed up I'm gonna do better um, and and while not as many cases go to trial we still prep a lot of them for trial and that's what makes the cases get resolved and so that's when we're doing all those you know crazy deposition stuff and, and now that you're really good about that getting the case ready um, and that's really what we all should be you know in, in our line of work I mean we should be excited to do that um, any interesting client stories that maybe was something that y'all experienced, the lawyer wasn't necessarily there, maybe the lawyer was, but things that, you know, are, are just cool about our jobs? Interesting. The, uh, terrifying. Not terrifying. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Had an experience years ago with, um, I think we were both doing criminal work mm -hmm. primarily at this time, and uh, it was early in the morning. We were the only ones in the office, and we had a client who came into our waiting room who was obviously intoxicated and uh, in the morning in the morning at like 8 30. is it a current morning. client or a potential client um uh, well at the time it was a current all of yes. the above all of the above yes, <laughs> yes. Um, this person wore many hats so. yes <laughs> had told us he had been out all night ran from the cops had a big gulp full of alcohol was and, looking for a certain stripper um, yeah, yeah he uh -huh. was and uh, we had a, a little window that slid open and at one point half of his body was through the window through we were calling attorneys. Nobody was answering their phones. Mm -hmm. um, so th that was a little a little frightening. And then I think by the time the attorneys came in and we told them about it, um, because the gentleman did leave, and then he called us back to say, which one of you bees called the law? Because there was a, a cop coincidentally mm -hmm. out front. Um, and the attorneys were like, oh, all right. It's fine. You guys were fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of about it. It, 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 was, it was concerning. He, he, was, he was, you know, like banging on the door to get into you know the the office rattling yeah the rattling the and this whole get up about the, the color that he wear was wearing corresponded with whether or not he was a killer one day and it was just like we were just both like oh now, my god he did tell us he was going to go to washington and mm -hmm. get a very high political job and he was going to hire both shannon and i to just sit there and look pretty mm -hmm. for however uh, two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> a year so that Here hasn't happened yet yes but we are holding out for that resume still put together for that one <laughs> But yeah. it's, but it's true. Like these clients can come and go as they please yeah, and it can be scary. Like we deal with and, and, and people that we're suing are not very happy that we're suing them. And so that, that's a real thing. Criminal side and civil, it's an emotional time. These people are like, you know, in peril, like you have a, a criminal issue pending. 
that's a problem, you know, you've had this horrible wreck, you're horribly injured, you can't work, you're sitting at home, you know, I mean, so it's both very delicate, I, I think, with, with how these people feel. And, you know, I, I, I think you have to have a certain amount of just empathy and, and be able to, to listen. And, and but but that that was an, an and, odd and a situation amount of directness to say no, yes, we're not going to behave this way. Like, Right. need to leave. Like a child. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. It's the toddler and broccoli. <laughs> right. Right. How about, how about you know, without mentioning any names, I mean, any clients that y'all, you know, remember good, bad, just interesting stories? I don't know if I, like, I mean, we've had crazy, I say crazy, but we've had clients who, I mean, you when they get that settlement check, they get so excited. And, like, we had one, um, we actually referred him out, but he called back he called the firm back and he, he wanted to talk to me. I was like, all right, what's going on? He's like, yeah, I got my check. I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. He goes, I'm going to Tahiti, I'm getting a bar. I'm going to buy this bar on the beach and you're coming with me. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> I was like, but good travels, man. <laughs> so like, we've had clients like that. And um, I think uh, as far as defendants go, one that I remember was um, it was during COVID he was giving a deposition and everything was um, like through Zoom. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the in-person depositions yet. And so Andy's like, come sit in on this deposition. So I came and I sat over here off camera. <laughs> he actually left during the deposition and came and got me. I said, you gotta come sit, you gotta come see this. So I'm sitting down, the dude is like slurring all over the place and like, we're looking at each other and we're like, oh my God, he's drunk. Like drunk and he, it was ironic because the lawsuit was a DUI hit hit and run uh -huh. and so he was drunk and we're sitting there and they're asking about like I guess injuries or something like that and he was like I'm not a medical professional and Andy was like I know you're not a medical professional that wasn't you, the question either by the way you've already testified that you're a dishwasher and, so like, and I was like I'm like sitting there looking at him and I'm like oh my god and then he was like all right do you have any sight problems and um the guy was like I got shot in the face once and like we both just look at each other and he's like, did you just say you got shot in the face? <laughs> and so that, I remember that deposition because it was just one of those things. Wild. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of wild, but. Yeah, stories for days. I mean, you mentioned the, the guy that called about the Tahiti bar. Remember we had that one guy that called and actually he didn't call. It was the, the, the paycheck um, cashing gas station yes. in New Orleans. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah, they were like, hey, we have this check from your law firm and he wants to cash it and we just want to make sure it's good. I'm like, this guy left here 15 seconds ago. <laughs> like, how did he get to New Orleans already? <laughs> dilly dilly to him. So very good. Well, look, this was awesome. Um, and I think that we all did a good job of not talking over one another, which is hard to do. So kudos to y'all. Um, Brian and Andy are both here. I want them to join too because they've got to get their words in. They, they, they can't not. Have to be heard. They have yeah. to be heard. Um, but we didn't want them in here now. Uh, the big question is going to be whether we can get them not to talk over all of us. We've been, we've been so compliant and you're going to get them in here. So uh, let, let's invite the two of them in. Uh, all right. Brian Karen, Andy Goldner. Welcome. Great to be back on this podcast. So, yeah, do we are we now the record holders for the most appearances? So, Brian, I think this is the third time. This is my third, yeah. Andy is the second. He was not happy that you got on the second time before he did. I can I can tell you that. But I told him in response that if his basketball team was better, then he would have gotten the invitation. Indiana made the dance and Virginia didn't. Right? Well said. I got nothing. He's got nothing. So, look, um, 
Melissa and Melissa and Shannon and, and Aaron, we just had 30 plus minutes of really good conversation. And you guys better not mess the last half of this thing up. He's talking to you, Brian. I'm on it. You're on it. So we just went through kind of the paralegal's role in, in, in y'all's firms and my firms, kind of what makes a good paralegal. Um, I'm interested to see first if y'all can answer the same question that I asked them, which is the ABA lists the five most important characteristics of a paralegal. They nailed them. What do y'all think? Well, first off, I was going to ask you what you guys figured out as to what made a good paralegal. Hey, look, I'm the one asking the questions here. I'm asking the questions here. And this is where it's like a, we're family. Yeah. He's like a brother. Right, what are the five things? Yes, yeah, what are the correct. five things? Uh, I don't know. I never actually have seen that. Um, the five things that make a good paralegal. I think, obviously, trust. I mean, you got to have somebody that you trust that is going to is going to tell you the truth, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. I mean, because the worst thing that can happen is, you know, a paralegal or any. Uh, even if it's another attorney that works with you covering something up because they made a mistake and they don't want you to know about it. I mean, you, they, you know, most mistakes are fixable, and if they're not, you know, there's there's other avenues to protect yourself. But I think that's that that would be a major thing in uh, in my top five. So it's not in ABA's top five, but I think you're right. I mean, I think that maybe the way I phrased the question to you wasn't exactly right, but you're right. I mean, if there's not trust there, then forget about it. So we'll make it a, a six, a six thing list. Okay. Andy, what do you got? This is what the ABA thinks is most important. When you hire really? a paralegal, these are the five characteristics the ABA says you should look for in hiring a paralegal. I've only hired one, Aaron. So, and it's worked out pretty well for 10 plus years. So I mean, from my perspective, one thing Aaron does very well is um, organization. Ding, is ding, ding, ding. He got one. All right, now go to you. He just the organization. Just that's well. Listen, that's not my strongest suit. So I do need good paralegals that can that can kind of keep me. <laughs> Unless you want to keep going, Andy. You're in a roll. No, I mean Brian cut me off, <laughs> which is you know not surprising. So let's let him just roll with it. Uh. So we got organization. Uh, I mean, I, I guess either experience or knowledge or willingness to uh, to be open to learning. There you go. Number two, Goldner. Yeah, to quote Bill Lumberg in Office Space, I'm gonna have to go ahead and disagree with that. Um, I would put number two. I mean, Aaron again is great with clients, and I think that client interaction particularly in the world that we all live in, which is the serious injury, wrongful death world, where you have some clients, many clients who are going through a very difficult time, um, and some clients who are just more difficult than others to deal with. And paralegals are the front line of oftentimes dealing with clients. So going off list for a minute, I will say that what y'all have talked about is exactly what the four of y'all spoke of, right? I mean, almost to the, to the T, uh, the trust, client interaction, being able to be the front line and, and doing a good job of customer service. So it's really interesting to hear that that's what both sides of, of kind of this uh, is the same. I'll go ahead and enter the other three. Uh, multitasking, that was a big one. Um, and your firm, Brian, they're, they're doing lots of different stuff. And, um, you know, every, every firm. I think we rarely are working on the same thing for more than 15 minutes ever. Right. Um, attention to detail, that's always important. And then, and then the last one, which we found the most fun, and Aaron nailed it, uh, was psychic abilities. I get it. 
Yeah. The ability to tell the future. Well, I mean, I don't think it's like that. I think it's the ability to know what to do with the file, right? It's the ability to kind of know what the next step to do is, be curious about it, and know kind of like this is the proper way to what their reaction would be. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, he barred me from answering any more questions uh, after I answered that one. He said, oh, I, he said I cheated. <laughs> I did. I, I, I did. I did. Um, the other question that I asked of Melissa and Shannon that I'd like to see if Brian would get the same answer is that after a day of, a long day of giving depositions, taking depositions, or being in trial, does your hair look any different at the end of the day than it did at the beginning of the day? I think it depends on how it went. Uh, I think that if, if things went well, it looks the same. If things were difficult, it's probably higher. <laughs> I think that you, you know, it, it, it tends to sometimes volume up a little bit. And also, I think the older I'm getting, the, and the grayer it's getting, I think I'm getting, it's getting a little more of a curl. And I don't know why. Melissa, Shannon, do y'all think the same? Yeah, um, sure, yeah. I know his hair is important to him, so. Yes, it's <laughs> important every two weeks. It's, yeah. every, it's every 17 days. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's on the calendar, days. we just But I have to up. say, you guys all have really good hair. Well. Three of you guys. <laughs> Thank you, you for including me within that. You do. Um, I certainly am not on the same level with these guys. But look, given the Goldner family lineage with hair, uh, I've, I'll kick my coverage to begin with. So That's I'm, true. I'm in overtime of the hair game anyway. So, you know. Did, I mean? did Josh tell you where he was at 8.45 this morning? Haircut? I was, and even more impressive than that is the place wasn't even scheduled to open until nine. Oh, look at that. You like that? Nice. I know, I made the appointment for you, I was there. Oh, <laughs> that's very cute. That is cute. Yeah, well. How sweet. Very good. That very call good. had a great close. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so speaking of well, great clips. That's a whole other thing. So, so Aaron, speaking of, of psychic abilities, and I know that Andy's sitting right next to you, so I don't want to be awkward, but when, too late. when, when an issue comes in that you know from an adjuster or from opposing counsel is going to piss him off, like what, what is that? What does that look like? You're like, oh, God, here we go. Hmm. I don't know. There's so many reasons. <laughs> Fair. Normally, I try to, like, if it's not too bad, I'll try to handle it myself. But, like, if it's something that's just insane, I'll have to be like, I'll go in and I'll be like, hey, so, <laughs> you know, it's, I try to have a conversation, but he's, some, you know how he is. He gets, he's like, put him on the phone, transfer him through right now. I'm going to handle this. And he does really well. Well, part of that is, I mean, I view it as my role. I don't, I don't appreciate it when adjusters or on rare occasions clients and certainly opposing counsel, I have zero tolerance with them being rude to Erin. You know, she doesn't deserve that, and, and I can take the shrapnel, you know, on it. And so when I sense there's going to be an issue, I do, I do want to handle it pretty immediately. You know, that's no, just the way we do it. No, that's great. I mean, you don't ever want to, to put the paralegal staff in the line of fire with other ones that's catching the shrapnel. Um, you want to make sure that, that you deal with it. But... Um, it was funny how you said you would walk to his office like so well and the way y'all put it was you'd walk in and now Brian's here like when you go into Brian's office how, what is y'all's approach um, if we need him to make a call or something and I've said this to you before so I'll admit to you again you kind of have to schmooze him up a little bit you talk about other things how was baseball and then you say I need you to call this client that's if it's a client issue um, and, and yeah or Shannon will just park her 
her rear in my office and oh. say she's not going to move until yeah and stare at you yeah until, and that, until you call and that's effective does. it is effective. right yeah we got a bunch of stuff done last week that way uh-huh. uh i agree with andy if it's not a client if you're talking about another attorney or an adjuster or something like that the way i look is my, par- my paralegals are my shield and take a lot of shrapnel already because we have so many clients um if it's an adjuster or an attorney I'm kind of like Andy. I have no, I have uh, no fuse for that. I don't ever throw them under the bus to go deal with that. Uh, Shannon sometimes will actually just leave the office if I'm mad at an adjuster or an attorney. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's something we take care of, and just and we should. That's our job. Uh, you know, that's that, that's it's not it's not Melissa or Shannon's job to go argue with an adjuster over uh, something they're doing or not doing. Um, unless it's involving property damage, then Melissa takes care of it. <laughs> we covered that as well. Yeah. Very, very good. We also covered Shannon saying that sometimes she refuses to leave her office until whatever it is that needs to be done gets done. Yeah. Uh, so what both y'all are saying makes a lot of sense in terms of why y'all have had such consistency amongst your firms with your paralegals and with your staff. Um, I think that it's it's very rare to find, Aaron, you're coming up on 10 years, y'all are approaching 15 plus 20. Melissa, we'll get there. It just, uh-huh. It's just not there yet. But uh, Andy, talk about kind of like the environment that you have you have you know created at your firm. There's one where you know Aaron's wanted to be here for ten years, and y'all worked great together and had some success. Like how do you how do you look at that? Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, the environment that I've tried to create is you know from day one, she's been treated as a valued member. We don't have specific strict working hours we've never had that it's just built on trust i don't think i've ever asked her about the number of vacation days that she's taken i don't think she feels uncomfortable taking time off i mean i treat her the way that i would want to be treated and the way that to some extent we all as young associates were not treated and so you don't want to treat people that way um i mean the overarching thing is i'm just a tremendous person josh all right and i'm great to work for and with and probably humbleitude, you know, is my biggest driving trait. And so why would you not want to be Aaron? <laughs> I think he put it best. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will say one other thing in all seriousness. The, um, thank you for that. Um, I, I, I will say one other thing. It, I think we both have just been the recipient of the good fortune of we just work on some cool cases. And we don't have an overwhelming volume of cases so I think Aaron's done a good job you know during her time with me of sinking her teeth into good complex cases where we're making a difference for families and so I think that's part of the environment is you know she and I had have had conversations over the years that there's plenty of other places she could you know go work that might be closer to home or or whatever Um, but you know I think that we've established a pretty good firm yeah, I would agree. I mean, I've got a front row seat to watching y'all go about your business every single day, and I would agree with what both of y'all um, have said, independent of one another, right? And Aaron, I mean, the cases y'all work on are very interesting. I mean, we could list them off for the next 20 minutes, just case after case after case after case. So is that something that you get a lot of satisfaction on, the type of cases that y'all are working on, seeing, you know, a terrible event, you know, in someone's life, and then the work that y'all did brings them the result that they need? Absolutely. I think the type of cases we take on, especially um, – with the childhood injury cases that we take on, those are probably my favorite to work on. Just because being a mom, 
myself, like, you don't want your kid to go through what some of these kids have gone through and what some of these families have gone through. So those are the most rewarding cases for me. And I, those are the ones that are most enjoyable for me to work on, so. Now, Melissa, I want to make sure I include you in some of this. <laughs> um, you came from a family law background, so mm -hmm. compare like that kind of environment to the cases that you're working on now. It's, well, now it's much more fast paced, of course. And there, there was a lot more emotion, I guess, in the family law on both sides of dealing with clients and attorneys and things. And I, d I like the pace of this much better. Yeah, Make you a little yeah. bored we, in family we, law. We, we try to get things moving. Um, like you, like you yeah. said, I think, Aaron. And it's more interesting, too. Yeah, it's more interesting. The frustrations can come when with delays and getting certain records and documents. Mm -hmm. and we want to just move, 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 move. But fast pace, I, I agree, is good. Brian, now we talked about the, the culture in your firm. We talked about it episode two, way back when. And then, you know, we had uh, Melissa and Shannon kind of confirm what it is that you talked about. Um, and I think that that shows in, in the longevity of your uh, of everybody at your firm, from from founding partner all the way to the, the you know first person or, or the you know, last person you're there. No, I mean we've been very lucky. I mean, first part of it is finding you know obviously good individuals that you can work with and trust, and then you know be it's how you have an environment in an office. I guess I've never understood an environment that's more hostile or 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 if you feel you're more senior you have the the right to you know boss people around or you know uh, or be aggressive it I don't I've never understood the thought process of how that works or why it would work you know my my thought process is listen if we can get our stuff done and we can do a good job doing it and we're very successful you can be loose and you can be looser um, but screaming and yelling at employees and that wanting them to be scared of you is a concept I've never understood or as to how it's going to benefit you. Because, I mean, listen, in the end, if you're, quote, the boss or, you know, or you are running a, a company, whether it's a law firm or any company in the world, you know, the whole point of you running it is for it to be successful because if it's successful, it's benefiting you. So... Why would you want to run, have an environment where individuals don't want to come to work or don't want you to be successful? Like, if you are, if, you know, if you treat somebody bad enough, they're going to resent you to the point of they may still be working for you, but they may not want you to be successful. So you need to make a culture to where, in my opinion, if you're successful, everybody's going to be successful. You know, it's not a Scrooge McDuck mentality of, well, I'm going to, you know, if I do really well, nobody else is. But, I mean, and we've kind of built our whole firm on that. I mean, when we, if we hit a home run, I mean, everybody's going to get a piece. And I think that if you know that going in, it's going to make you want every case to be more successful. And then you have happy clients. It goes all the way around because, I mean, then you have happier clients. You have happy employees. It just, that's, that's the environment I want to walk into every day. I don't want to walk into an environment where I'm walking on eggshells. That was very well said. Andy, you agree? I, I've been very, very good friends with Brian for 11 or 12 years. I don't think I've ever heard him speak that coherently. Ever. That was pretty good. About anything. No. I mean, he was on a roll there. And I found myself for the first time in a decade actually interested in what he was saying. 
Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> well done, Brian. Yeah. Should we just hit hit, well hit, done. hit the power button right now? Yes. Shut it down? Boy, I, I mean, preach I to, on. I don't know how to follow that up. But, you know, the only thing I will add to it is is I, I um, the first job I had as a lawyer, um, we the, uh, the young attorneys were subjected to some pretty horrific <clears throat> behavior. One, one example, which is somewhat funny, but it wasn't at the time, is this is back in the days 20 years ago where you had pre-printed letterhead with the attorneys that worked at the firm on the letterhead. Well, we had had this, um, a, we had this attorney leave the firm like a week prior to me sending this letter out. Mm. And so I dictated the letter at the time and my secretary sent out the letter and the senior part of the firm came in my office because we had to copy him on all the letters that went out and he, he threw the letter at me screaming at me and he said is so and so still at the firm I said no sir she's not she left last week and he said well why the blank would you send a letter out with her name on the letterhead and I sat there looking at him and I thought I would never treat someone this way for many reasons um, and so I think that filters all the way down. Yeah, it's a lesson learned early about how you want to treat people. And I saw y'all shaking y'all's head. I'm looking at, we're not on video, of course, but I'm looking at you, Shannon, and you, Melissa, when Brian's talking, like he's not just talking. Like that is how y'all yes. operate your firm. And yes. so, so I guess give some confirmation that that approach is better and gets better results than the, you know, getting browbeated by some, you know, old senior partner that just seems mad at the world. We have a, one of the attorneys in the firm, Stephen Ward, um, when I first early on in my career there, he had said, you know, when he worked for a firm, when he was first starting out as a junior partner, um, he said, whenever I have a firm, I'm not going to ding somebody for a dentist appointment. And that's what we do. I mean, it's nice to feel valued as a person that you have kids events, that you have yes. family obligations, that you have appointments, and it's not a big deal to know that you can take care of those and, and still, you know, retain your place and your value at the firm. So I think that's been very important for all of us, and I think it does make more of, of a family environment, and you know, we're happier to be there. I drive a lot of miles to get to that office yes. every day, yes. and um, I often say that's the worst part of my job is the commute. Mm -hmm. Everything else is fabulous. So Aaron, you drive a long way too. I was just saying, kind of goes with Andy said, right? Yeah. And, and I think that um, I think that that shows a lot about you know y'all's firms that you're willing to make that sacrifice to drive um, to be the place we want to be at. Absolutely. Right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, the other thing I want to ask about about Brian is when y'all put letters together or, or emails or something, how do you get him to read more than just one paragraph of it? <laughs> or can you? I don't know. It, it, we're still working when, on When he's reading our stuff? Anything. Anything. Um, we do have to proof his stuff before it goes out. Brian likes to put random capitalizations just everywhere. It's very, <laughs> I yeah. do have a red pen at the office. Uh, um, she does have a red pen. Yes. Yeah. But um, no, I don't. Yeah, you do have to find kind of the shiny parts for him, right? To mm -hmm. keep him engaged. I, I think I've snapped before. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, they curse a lot at me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that effective? There's a That's, lot of cussing in our office. I, I usually it's geared at me. Well, no, not necessarily, but I mean, and sometimes I don't think it's warranted. So. Yeah. So I agree. It's a term of you know, endearment. You know, you do a good job on your own. Yeah. You know, coming this way, too. Right? <laughs> I know. I don't agree with that. And throwing of, like, paper or whatever. I just want to bring up one other point that Chan just mentioned about me, you know, of, uh, throwing things. I did get rid of the Nerf gun. <laughs> no, but you have that 
that brain. What's that yours? little brain? It's not <laughs> that you hurl at me all the time. But I did get rid if of. If I don't cup. pick a good uh, choice for lunch, that that that's an issue. Yeah, that's legit. Or if I ask. Him to make Do, does does he throw things with yes. non-compliant clients dealing with traffic citations? <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> no. Okay, good. That's all. <laughs> I mean, I has, may have heard some things the other day about that guy. Has right. that guy taken his class yet? That guy has not taken that class yet. If that guy's listening to this podcast, that guy probably should uh, should take that class. Uh, guys, thank you all all for joining joining me today. I had a really good time. The only thing I just need to clarification on is why are people so obsessed with Brian's hair? Like, I don't quite understand that. That would require a separate podcast. We don't have a whole other hour. Okay. <laughs> Still trying to figure that one out. No, I mean, I think that, I mean, I only heard half of your guys' conversation, but from the half I heard, I would agree. And listen, it's just a matter of, um, you know, again, you're going to be successful when you surround yourself with good people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, thank the two next next to me on my left for, was 17 years of? 18. 18 a years? Time. A lot, yeah, My a long time. youngest was one when that's I right. started, and he's going into his junior year of college. But you know what? Hey, listen, that's another thing, though, is which is what makes the relationship of our firm kind of cool as well i have got to watch and vice versa Mm -hmm. they've got like ali was in my office yesterday they got to they we've got to watch each other's families grow up Mm -hmm. like you know i took care of a ticket for one of her kids a couple months ago that i remember when you know when he was in elementary school (laughs) is he compliant he was compliant yes Yes, oh no no he that kid will be sitting here one day What did he say? He put on a full suit? He put on a suit. He had to go into court by himself. <laughs> and he sent me a picture, and he said, looking mean, feeling meaner, let a prosecutor tell me no, was the text that I got. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, what, that, that's just one of the other things that's kind of cool. And, you know, is you create a family atmosphere, and you get to see families grow up. So, Anything else from you ladies to my right? No. I would agree with all of that. Yep. It's like kudos to you on your podcast for your first season. Yes, this congrats. has been yeah, great. Thank you. I enjoyed I appreciate all the support. Thanks for mm-hmm. having us. Thank you all for, uh, for joining. Um, all, everybody out there listening, thank you all for listening. Uh, for the first, first season, we're being very formal when we say first season. Um, we're going to take a couple weeks off, months off, give everybody a chance to go back and listen to some of the ones they haven't had a chance to listen to before. Uh, Andy might ask you to listen to episode two. Brian might have you listen to episode two and the March Madness one, right? So Especially episode two. Yeah, so everybody's got a lot of good stuff to listen to. But uh, episode two won some sort of significant national award, did it not? It was a Peabody. Peabody. <laughs> or a Razzie. It was one of the two. I can't remember. Which is the good one? It was great. It was great. Good feedback. I mean, still to this day is getting hits. So um, no, no, kudos to y'all. No uh, hope everybody out there enjoys their summer. We will see you back uh, around August or so. Um, if you enjoyed the first season, tell a friend. Forward on somewhere, right? Click click the like button. I don't know. Andy, what, what do the kids say these days to, to get some momentum on podcasts? Get it on InstaFace, TikTok it, MySpace. Get it out there. Do all of it. Do all of that. InstaFace it. And until next time, as always, keep chopping.